Hey everybody, it's Greg, Detroit's Love Guru, guru <laughs> coming to you live as always Wednesday night, 8 p.m. with the Art of Relationship Show. Tonight, gonna be talking about imperfect sex. Is there such a thing? And maybe more importantly, what do you do about it? I posted this down below on my Facebook page, you know, with some comments about what do you do with it? How do you handle it? And is there such a thing as perfect sex? We're going to talk about this. You can join the live, discuss in the chat right below in a minute. So I'll be right back and we're going to be talking about imperfect sex. Welcome to the Art of Relationships show. Greg is Detroit's love guru, a licensed professional counselor, a relationship and sex specialist. The Art of Relationship show will cover crucial elements in rebuilding the trust, emotional and physical intimacy in your life. No more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of your challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Yes, Greg also helps the single people out there. So listen, laugh, and climax. Greg is a licensed professional counselor, though to many, he's known as Detroit's love guru. The Art of Relationship show is copyrighted. No use of the show in part or full is permitted without expressed written consent. The Art of Relationship show is for mature audiences. Parental advisory is highly advised. Welcome to the Art of Relationships show. Greg is Detroit's love guru, a licensed professional counselor. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Sorry about the little goof up, almost replay type of situation. Hopefully, everybody's doing okay. We're going to be talking about imperfect sex and what does it mean to you and what do you do about it, okay? You can join the live chat below on my Facebook page. And as always, people, please, please, you know what? Follow me on YouTube. Like my you know, public figure page on Facebook, Detroit's Love Guru. And you know what? Let's kick it off. Talking about imperfect sex. Number one, you have to define it. What the hell is imperfect sex to you? Okay. Is it imperfect sex when one of you or both of you don't reach orgasm? Is it when you, you know, you're tired, you're exhausted, but you do it anyways? You know what? I don't define imperfect sex. You do and everybody else out there does. But looking at the status, what the heck does it mean? What do you do with it? And, you know, how do you go about, eh, let's face it, okay? How do you handle it? And especially if, <coughs> excuse me, if one person is sort of shy about talking about it, get defensive about it, you know what? My suggestion is definitely talk outside the bedroom, okay? You want to keep that outside the bedroom. You don't want to put more pressure on you on your partner, on the relationship as a whole, and to be able to go after it and look at, you know what? It was sort of like, <laughs> and not only that, do you know when you're having imperfect sex? Or maybe you think it's, you know what? Do I throw us guys under the bus? You think, wow, whoa, that was crazy. And the lady and, you know, heterosexual relationships are like, eh, it sucked, Okay. Are you open about it? Are you afraid to talk about it with one another? 
And looking at, you know what, it was a one-time thing, no big deal. When do you talk about it? After a one-time thing or after the 10th time where it's like, you know what, the sex is not working for me, not working for you, and what do we do about it? And I talk about this as, you know, emotional plus a balance of sexual maturity to be able to talk about this stuff. And are you able to go after it? You know, maybe imperfect sex to you is you just feel like a piece of meat or you're not having that eye to eye, that soulful connection that you're looking for. Or you know what? It becomes boring. It becomes monotonous. What happens as well if you feel like one of your partners just having sex with you out of obligation, obligation sex, right? How many people are for that? Not this guy. Most people are not men or women. Oh, I was tired, but I did it anyways. I just had sex. I was exhausted, tired, not feeling well, but just to shut her up, just to shut him up, you know what, to get her or him off my back. Ugh. That would be my definition of imperfect sex. We know when you're not connected, when maybe one of you is not pleased and it's not just a one-time thing, okay, that it happens over and over and over again and you're not being able to communicate and talk about it, okay? Now, let's face it, okay, imperfect sex is going to happen from time to time. It's not going to be perfect all the time, okay? Now, if it is perfect all the time, chances are you've been dating maybe only a month, right? <laughs> I'm joking. But looking at those avenues, you know what? What is going on? What First, you have to define it. What is imperfect sex to you? And is there a difference between imperfect sex and good enough sex? I'm talking about imperfect sex from the perspective that, you know what? You are feeling disconnected. It ain't even working. It's almost like you are so awkward. It's almost like that first time you do have sex, maybe you were off the hook perfect the first time you had sex. Most of us, I hell in the way was not perfect, not even close. And most people are not men, women, that type of situation. Okay. But maybe in perfect sex, even with your partner, you feel like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we should just do it just to do it. And you're both not in the mood or you are so fully disconnected, but you know what? You're using sex to try to get connected. Not a bad thing. Not at all. However, you both aren't in the mood. You're both not, you know what, into it, but you do it anyways. And you're left feeling a regret. You're left feeling even, you know what, a deeper disconnect after you try to have sex to reach that connection. Okay. So, I want you to stop that, okay? Number one, look at imperfect sex. It's going to happen from time to time, okay? There's times where we're not feeling well. There's times where, you know, guys don't reach orgasm. Women don't reach or orgasm. Maybe a guy has a hard time getting it up. However, can you turn that imperfect sex into a learning experience? And number one, being okay with it if it happens once in a while. So many people get so paranoid right? The anxiety, the sexual anxiety, performance anxiety, if you want to call it that, or the sexual, you know, disappointment that, you know, happens with maybe, you know, early ejaculation, that type of thing, or guy has a hard time getting it erect, getting hard, and rather than a dysfunction, why don't we look at it as a total, a disappointment, okay? Maybe not a total, we'll just say it's a sexual disappointment. Performance 
disappointment. There we go. Instead of a dysfunction, let's take that away, uh, the sick model away from it. Just look at, okay, it's disappointing sex, maybe, instead of imperfect sex, okay? We can call it disappointing sex. Once in a while, it's going to happen. Now, when do you talk about it, okay? You know what? Man, it could have been better. I felt so disconnected. You know what? It happens. Or if you felt, you know what? I felt so disconnected. That wasn't all that good, whatever. Can you talk about it? Or are you afraid to hurt your partner's feelings or to cause an argument and cause further disconnect? Let's face it. It's easy to do. It's easy to go after the situation where you don't want to cause an argument. So we're just going to pretend it never happened, right? That disappointing sex, that imperfect sex, it never happened. It, then it happens again. Well, you know what? Then the disconnect and the frustration builds and builds. Hey, Tony. Hey, brother. Welcome, my friend. I appreciate you joining in and talking about, you know, imperfect sex. Disappointing sex might be a better term, okay? Because not a lot of times you're going to have perfect sex. What is perfect sex? What's the difference between disappointing sex and perfect sex? And are you able to talk about this with your partner, okay? Now, you know, to you, disappointing sex might be this, and disappointing sex to your partner might be something else. But are you able to talk about it and, you know, speak on this? Are you able to communicate on an adult level? And a lot of times, you know, it's very, very difficult after that disappointing sexual event that you can talk about it in bed because you might be frustrated. You might feel you don't want to have, you know, the bedroom or your sex castle or, you know, sex dungeon. There we go. You know, be a place of further disappointment. So a lot of people suggest about talking, you know, in the living room, outside the bedroom type of situation. I do advise that. However, if you both are open and vulnerable, even after the event, you know what, man, that sort of sucked and not in a good way, okay? It, yeah, it was disappointing, whatever. You know, what can we do about changing that? And it could be based on exhaustion. It could be based on maybe a lot of worry, anxiety, you know, with COVID and everything going on. You can blame it on COVID, everybody else. Blame it on, you know, you hear this all the time, oh, disappointing sex. Yep, it was 2020, right? And however, what if you had disappointing sex for quite a while, years, months, that type of situation, even pre-COVID, okay? How are you handling that? And a lot of times it's going to show up in other ways. You're going to feel more disconnected. You're not going to be able to talk. You're not going to be joking around about it because it's always like that tap that you sit on. It's like, like getting poked in the butt all the time by a tap. And I'm not talking in a pleasurable way, okay? So you need to be able to look at, number one, disappointing sex is going to happen, okay? That's fine. It's going to happen. What you do with it is crucial, though, right? Try to take a nonchalant sort of relaxed avenue towards that to be able to talk about, yeah, you know what? That was sort of, eh, I was off my game. I could tell we were off. Use a partnership aspect, okay? I'm all about that. Yeah, I can tell we were off. What was going on? Where was your... Had it seemed like you know what you weren't into it, you weren't maybe in the mood or disconnected. It didn't seem like you know you were into it that much, or maybe we weren't into it. Maybe I was doing something to create that. 
where do you learn about it and own maybe, you know, your role in it, my role in it. Maybe there was something I'm doing, right, that caused you to feel disconnected or be disappointed with sex. And again, go after it. Talk about it. And a lot of people advise, you know, I do advise, can you talk about it outside the bedroom? But some couples are okay to talk about it in the bedroom that are more emotionally mature, more sexually mature in discussing this stuff where you don't get defensive. Let's face it. A lot of people, men, women, when you say, oh, that was disappointing and it's right after the fact, what happens, right? Let's face it. Defenses go up through the rough. And, oh, yeah, fine. See if I ever give you any. Well, man, that sucked. You're mean. And it turns into further disconnect right after it happens. You know what? I'm all about talking about stuff as soon as it comes up. As soon as it arrives, you know, if there's an issue, I'm all about that, okay? So even if after the bedroom you can go out in the living room, you know what? Why don't we talk about it and what's going on? How can we make it better where we have less disappointing times. And it's one of those situations, do you even know maybe your partner is disappointed? Do you know or are you expressing that sex is sort of disappointed to you? And I got to remember to change the title from imperfect to disappointing sex. There we go. And you know what? Are you okay with it? And this, are you always constantly saying, you know what? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. That's not a problem. It happens. And all of a sudden, you keep saying that, and a year goes by, two years go by, three years go by, and then, you know what? All in all about it, okay? Oh, Tony, hell, we're sitting on a couch watching you and talking about it. Hilarious. And you know what? That's awesome. A lot of people, I want people to be able to talk about sex, especially in a relationship or, you know, a marriage, to be able to talk about this stuff. And people maybe are afraid to, let's face it, we can get naked and do the deed, but talking about it is so difficult for a lot of people. I want people to be open and be, you know, what I love, you know, it was disappointing. Maybe you were a little too rough and that type of situation. Maybe you weren't rough enough, you know, maybe I wanted you to spank me and you weren't read me that well. Oh, okay. I can do that instead. Of, oh yeah, fine. Screw you. You're never pleased. Are you? And it goes from men, women, right? You always want things perfect. And it's not about being perfect. It's about learning and growing. So you don't have the disappointment or disappointing sex any longer. Okay. So we look at, <laughs> yeah, Tony Muncho, pull my hair. Yeah. You know what? I can't get my hair pulled by any means, right? Maybe by the chin. I don't even know if I have enough to grab on by my chin, but you know, that type of situation and look at, you know what, it's okay. Can you, I want people to be relaxed at first when a sexual event is maybe disappointing. Okay. Relax a little bit and say, you know what, it happens, but can we talk about it? Can we evolve? Can we have a mature conversation about it without being defensive, without being insecure? <gasps> See, I coughed at that. Excuse me. Right. And again, it is not necessarily uh, an easy thing as most people, you know, most people go about. I want to ask you, you know, how do you handle it in those situations? You know what? How do you handle when you're disappointed with your sex life? Are you able to talk about it? 
are you able to admit it to yourself? You know what? I'm disappointed. You might be able to admit it to yourself or how many people out there try to ignore it. They try to pretend it doesn't, that disappointment doesn't exist or you know what? As society said, well, you need to be okay with that because sex isn't the most important thing in a marriage, right? Really? Again, I don't decide that. Everybody decides that. But if it's important to you, I don't want you to lie to yourself and be okay with disappointing sex because society says, oh, it's not supposed to be important. Hell no. Society shouldn't deem that. Religion shouldn't deem that. You deem that. And if it's important to you, own it, okay? This is important to me. And I don't want to have constant disappointing sex. Now, we have difference of, you know, what disappointing sex is to each other. You have some people that are swingers that are, you know, in the lifestyle or that might be in the, you know, the severe uh, rage aspect of, you know, S&M you know, bondage and dominatrix, that aspect. And some people might not be into that type of situation. Now, and if some people, you know, they're not into that and the other one is into it, say more on a, I call it the raving, um, you know, BDSM, the more severe range of BDSM aspect, and that person wants you to be, you might just not be sexually compatible. It's not about, you know, selling yourself out. It's not being somebody you're not. Let's just say that, okay? And it's not selling yourself out. It's looking at, can I, you know, this is me. This is my view. This is how I want to evolve sexually. And can we talk about it? Or so many people are so afraid to do that because what happens? Because if you are sexually incompatible, does that relationship end? No, it's crazy that the relationship or marriage ended because sex was not compatible. It's a thing, people. It happens. It's, again, yes, relationships do end because of sexual incompatibility. But I want to look at, are you able to talk about it or evolve and grow with it when you have disappointing sex, right? Or some people might have okay sex, okay? Let's say it's not necessarily disappointing. It's okay. And what do you do to kick it up a notch or are you afraid to even push it further that, you know what, your partner is going to say, oh, you're never happy or, oh, what, I'm not good enough that you want to change things up? That's part of being an adult. That's part of being sexually mature, emotionally mature, and being able to evolve and grow. Again, you know, looking at, number one, what is disappointing sex to you? Not to me, to you out there. Define it. It's crucial, okay? Maybe it's, oh, you hear the, in my office all the time, one or both partners, oh, it just feels like we're just going through the motions or, oh my God, it just feels like physical. And I ask, do you feel emotionally connected when you have sex? Knocking boots, doing the nasty, whatever you want to call it, okay? Do you feel emotionally connected? And some people could have great physical sex. You orgasm multiple times, right? Great physical but when you're done, you feel like, eh, something's missing. What do you mean? I made you come 10 times, right? I made my man come three times. Oh, great, terrific, woohoo, physically. But you're left emotionally disconnected. You're not feeling connected on that soulful, emotional level. And therefore, because physically it was maybe great, 
emotionally made it disappointing. Again, these are areas you look at. You know, disappointment. Is it because of physical aspects? Is it because of the emotional connection not being there? Look at what these aspects are. You know what, Tony? You're absolutely right. You need reciprocation big time, right? Or you have people that, you know, love oral sex and they're not into that. And, you know, they, they're they not and they're supposed to be okay with that. Again, I'm not the one to tell you you should be okay with anything. As long as you're not hurting yourself, hurting anybody else, looking at those elements to where, you know what? What are you going to do about it? Is it enough to cause the relationship to cease or the marriage to end? Again, that's not up to me. I help couples decide that and reach that point to try to, uh, of course, I want people to live together forever and ever and be happy and loving and connected and have great sex together. Okay. That's what I do. That's what I try to promote. But number one, it's not always possible. Okay. And number two, if you only have one person working at it or trying to evolve and grow and whatever, and the other one isn't or unwilling to, you're stuck, right? And you keep running around in a circle like a dog chasing its tail, okay? So, and a lot of times with disappointed sex, I'm going to hit on this too. You know, a lot of times what equals or gets to the point of disappointing sex that some people are so goal-oriented I'm going to make you come 20 times. <laughs> I'm going to make my man, you know, come at least three times. When you get old, <laughs> making your man come three times might be impossible. Or, yeah, you can make him come three times in a month, a week. <laughs> I'm laughing, joking. But, um, you know, not when you're 19, 20 years old, you know, back to back, that type of thing. It's rare as men get old, okay? Most people know that. Most women need to know that. Men, we know that. But looking at those elements, you know, can you define it? Are you able to, you know, when you are goal oriented with your sex all the time and you you try to, you know, check off the box. I'm all about trying new things and evolve and growing. But if you are centered on, you know, a goal oriented thing, we're going to do this trapeze act. We are, and it's all about the physical elements and you are trying to, you know what, that you are looking at checking off a box, that you are in a sequence step. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that to try something new. And it becomes, it's mechanical, right? It's just going through the motion, almost like going through an instruction manual to put a piece of furniture together, to put a desk together, put a bike together, whatever you name it, whatever you are. And you're like, what the heck? These, uh, you know what? <laughs> These instructions are written in Chinese and we only speak English and the pictures are jacked. What do you do, right? <clears throat> and going after those elements, it becomes mundane and you're left disappointed. Yeah, we did that, but we didn't enjoy it. We're not connected. So that's what I ask couples, you know, often is your sex just goal oriented or is it to make each other feel good? Is it a way to connect or you can, is it a way to have fun? I'm all about it. Can you laugh and be playful with sex or is it all, you know, does it all have to be, you know, heart to heart and making love all the time versus having fun and joking around and being playful with it. And some people might think, you know what, 
if we don't have connected sex emotionally, we don't feel each other's deep, deep love for each other and do missionary all the time sexually, that's disappointing to me. Again, I don't make the rules. Each individual, each couple does. It's being able to talk about it and define what is disappointing sex to you. And as a couple, what would it take to even bridge that gap to talk about it? And we can talk about it. We can grow on that aspect, okay? I'm all about it. But it does take, you know what, confidence to be able to do that. Even a little bit of confidence, not full confidence. It takes emotional maturity, okay? It takes a willingness to be able to grow and evolve and fight through our insecurities. Some people, let's face it, not one person wants to hear that their sex is not good, that their sex is disappointing. Okay. Nobody wants to hear that. I want to hear it. Maybe I'm the only one. I want to hear it because I want to get better. You know what? I want to rock that world. <laughs> I want to improve. I want to be the best I can be. Teach me, tell me. But if we don't talk, if we're not communicating, we don't know, right? What do we do? Trial and error. And yet we still don't know because there's no communication. There's no talking about it. There's no owning our own pleasure zones or our partner's pleasure zones. You know, it's about growing with that and defining what is disappointing sex to you. Plain and simple, right? Define it. You know, hit on what is disappointing sex equal to you. Hit on the physical levels. We can go, you know, physical levels. We can talk about disappointment with foreplay. We can talk about disappointment with oral sex, we can talk about disappointment if you're, you know, engaging in anal play or anal sex, okay? That type of aspect, you know, you can also talk about disappointment in a variety of sex too. You can talk about disappointment in frequency of sex, right? That hits on maybe the physical elements of it. Now we can talk about, okay, disappointing emotional sex. You know what? I miss you. I want you to be able to look at me in my eyes, you know, when we're having sex. Okay. When you're doing, you know, doggy style woman in front of the guy, unless you have a mirror up, you're not going to be able to have that eye to eye contact. I don't want any woman to break their neck. No, not at all. Look at, ah, no, I don't want that. Okay. I want you to be able to, you know, have that eye to eye contact that you still feel emotionally um, connected. And maybe the emotional aspect is, that you feel each other, you get pleasure out of knowing that your partner is being pleased. All about that, right? It's a huge turn on for me if I know my partner, if she's being pleased, okay? If she enjoys it, it's a huge turn on. That's the emotional aspect, okay? And you know what? Or that person is just about them. I talked about a while ago, I talked about selfish lovers, okay? Or being sexually selfish. And, you know, get away from that. You know, I, I don't promote selfish sex at all. It's a give and take, ebb and flow type of thing. You have to be able to talk about it and be honest and be sincere and speak from the heart and soul. So the emotional sex is, you know what, it's all about you. You don't care about me, right? It's all about your pleasure, not about my pleasure. Do you care what I like? Do you even ask what I like or do you just assume? Those are looking at those elements, you know, the physical and the emotional together would be awesome, off the hook. 
there are going to be times we have sex, okay, where one of us might not be really in the mood, but you do it anyways. It happens, okay? Be okay with it. That doesn't mean you have a disappointing sex life. There's a difference between a disappointing sexual event, episode, versus a disappointing sex life overall. It's trying to minimize, you know what, the disappointing sex life overall, right? It's about understanding a disappointment, you know, sexual episode is going to happen from time to time. That's life, people. It, we age, we get sick, we get tired, we get exhausted. We might have a lot of things on our mind if, you know, we have a sick lo loved one in the hospital or, you know, on hospice. You might not be there emotionally. That's understanding. You don't want it to trigger in a, you know, disappointing sexual episode. You don't want it to turn into a disappointing sex life as a whole. But number one, you've heard it from me, you heard it from a hundred other people talking about it, being open about it, communicating about it is crucial, okay? So what are you going to do the next time, you know what, the sex is sort of, eh, it's a disappointment, okay? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to be able to talk about it? And I love the comments, you know, down below this video, I asked about imperfect sex. What do you do about it? Are you able to talk about it? And I'm not talking. There's people, oh, my God, that was suck. You just sucked. No, I'm not talking about being disrespectful. I'm not talking about being criticizing and being belittle. You know what? That's disrespectful, and that's just downright rude. I'm not about that. I'm all about being considerate and, you know, taking our partner into consideration on their feelings and all that stuff. That doesn't mean, oh, they're not, you know, they might be, you know, insecure about it. They might be shy. They might be, have an issue about it. So, but we can still talk to them. We can still bring up our concern, our issues, but if they don't want to hear it and it continues, then what do we do? Then we have choices to make. Either we live with the way it is or we don't. Not an easy decision. I don't make that for anybody. You make it for yourself, okay? So talk about it. Define. You know what? Have each one of you define. And the single people out there define to you what is a disappointing sexual event. What is it? What would be a disappointing sexual life to you? A disappointing sexual relationship, if you will. What is disappointing to you? And hit on you know, like I said, the physical, the emotional, a big time, okay? The connection, the love, the soulful connection, and the physical, you know, hit on oral, frequency, hit on maybe anal play if you're into that, okay? Hit on definitely foreplay, okay, for men and women. There's a lot of times that might be disappointing where the guy could be awesome at, you know, foreplay, sensuality, and the woman doesn't give foreplay at all. Everybody assumes it's men. It isn't. There's women out there that just, oh, let's get it over with or, you know, kiss, uh, which is great, you know, kiss and go after it. But the foreplay is not as central for the guy as it is for the woman. That could be disappointing for men. Being able to talk about it, being able to hear your person's truth and your perspective. You know what? Are you able to hear, you know what? You know what? Our sex life is sort of disappointing to me. 
Will you say, oh, wow, fine, see if I ever give you any anymore? <laughs> or can you say, you know what, what can we do to make it better? What do you need? What would work for you? Sounds simple, right? Not when our insecurities, right? Not when our confidence is down in the dumps. Sounds easy. It's not, okay? Please, again, check out my YouTube channel, The Art of Relationships with Greg Dzinski. Subscribe to it, please, please, please. Follow me, like. I got all the videos up there as well. Uh, like my public figure page, Detroit's Facebook.com slash Detroit's Love Guru. Check out my website, The Art of relationships.org. Everybody have a great Wednesday evening. What's left of it? I'll be back here next Wednesday live at 8 p.m. on Facebook and live on YouTube as well. Everybody take care. Peace. Bye-bye.